0: All right, let's get to it. Welcome, Kang Gang Bang. Kang Gang Bangers, whatever you prefer to be called. If that's your pronoun, he, she, <laughs> uh Welcome to Fan uh, Speculation. CJ Palmisano here. I am flying solo this week because my co-host, my co-pilot, Benny Carini, uh, unfortunately, uh, was working late tonight. Has to make that money. We, we're not making money off this podcast, so until we do... It's, this is what's gonna happen. Um, it's no big deal, uh, Vinny will be back next week, and uh, we will discuss whatever is the fuck is going on next week. Because this week, holy shit, we got a lot to talk about here, people. We got a lot to talk about. So we have confirmation as to who's gonna be playing Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We have more Spider-Man No Way Home leaks. We have some stories on Lit. On Letia Wright. A little bit more information on her. With her situation in Marvel. As we. Me and Vinny talked about last week. Uh, that she's. Uh, she's anti vax. And she doesn't want to take the vaccine. And she really is conspiracy theories. Uh, we have. Uh, an exclusive from uh, Giant freaking Robot, that's the name of the, the website, I'm not even kidding. Exclusive on Letitia future, Black Panther in Danger, um, that Marvel's offering a lot of money for Dave Batista to stay when his apparent contract is up with Marvel after Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And it's been heavily, heavily, uh, you know, concerned that he's done and that Drax's Destroyer is going to die after Guardians 3. Um... Also, how Karen Gillan is—you know, she was in tears with a new, with a new Guardians, uh, Guardians script. Uh, it, there's just so much we need to get into, but uh, I think first and foremost, uh, I'm gonna, gonna kick things off. Let's talk about Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. Let's talk about that here. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has been heavily speculated that we would see the MCU debut of Adam Warlock. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Adam Warlock, I will give a bit of a brief uh, catch-up for those of you who are not familiar with him, okay? Let's pull up Adam Warlock, okay? as the gospel known as wikipedia uh, adam warlock originally known as him or adam is a fictional character appearing in the marvel animated comic books uh, uh, animated american comic books uh, marvel comics um the character's earliest uh, appearances were in the Fantastic Four, number 66 and 67. Uh, Thor, 163 and 166. Uh, through, I should say. Uh, he was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, Kirby significantly t- developed by Ron Thomas and Jim Starlin. Uh, debuting the Silver Age of comic books, the character appeared in over four de- decades of Marvel publications and started with titles in the Marvel premiere and Strange Tales, as, uh, as well as five eponymous volumes i fucked that up and several related limited series adam warlock has been associated with marvel fr- merchandising including anime television series and video games and he will make he- making his debut as uh, his live action debut played by will poulter and guardians of the galaxy volume three so let's talk a little bit about adam warlock okay so, let's talk about where he comes from. So, the creation metamorphosis. Mor- metamorphosis. I can't speak tonight. Scientists on Earth calling themselves the Enclave created an artificial perfect human who initially calls himself Him. After rebelling against his creators and and having a conflict with Thor, Him decides to leave Earth and travel into space. So, he encounters the High Evolutionary who gives him the name Warlock. The High Evolutionary requests w- Warlock's help in saving the uh, artificially created planet Counter-Earth from the from evil Man-Beast and gives Warlock the Green Soul Gem also referred to as the Soul Jewel which allows Warlock to capture souls of other beings. He, when he arrives on Counter-Earth, Warlock is given the name Adam by four teenagers who befriended him. After Man-Beast defeated Warlock, leaves uh, Counter-Earth and finds a new purpose. In his travels through space, Warlock encounters the Universal Church of the Truth, an intergalactic religious organization led by corrupt Magus, warlock allies with the Pip, uh, Pip the Troll, and Asa- the assassin Gamora, and Thanos of of Titan to oppose Magus. Eventually Warlock discovers that the Magus is a future version of himself who traveled back in time after being driven insane by the soul gems use. Warlock chooses to alter his timeline by visiting himself a few months into the future and steals his own soul to prevent the Magus from ever existing. Warlock then continues his journey knowing he has seen his own death but not knowing exactly how it will happen. When the stranger Attempts to steal Warlock's soul gem. Warlock learns about five other related gems. Thanos gains possessions of those gems, intention to destroy their son when Thanos causes mortal harm to Pip and Gamora. Warlock takes their souls to end, uh, end their suffering. Warlock then en- enlists the aid of the Avengers. Captain Marvel. Um, moon dragon to stop Thanos during the battle. Warlock's younger self appears and takes older Warlock's soul inside the gem. Adam is returned with Pip, Gamora, and others in the utopia known as the soul world. Warlock's soul is temporarily freed, freed from the soul Soul gem, allowing him to turn Thanos' stone and save Earth. Uh, there's a few other things here. Um... One, the one thing that he's very famous for is being he is the one that was able to stop Thanos in the infinity in the infinity war uh, or I should say infinity gauntlet comic book so um which led a lot of people to believe could adam warlock have shown up in the infinity war movie because as we see fans uh, as adam warlock in the in the MCU he is created by the high priestess Aisha uh so we see her at the end of the movie where uh she is just distraught because the guardians defeated her again. Uh she uh is just sitting there with this new pod like the the, the, the people of the, the the sovereign I think they're called. Uh they have uh they they create their people. They don't uh, reproduce, uh, as you saw in the joke in the beginning of the of the of the first uh, the second Guardians movie. So they create their people using pods, and the high priestess Aisha said that he would be more perfect and more beautiful than anyone we have ever created. I think I shall call him Adam, and thence thus meaning Adam Warlock. Obviously, we didn't see Adam Warlock in the in the Infinity War movie. But this is big, big news considering Adam Warlock is a huge character in the Marvel comics. You know, he was the one to stop Thanos. He got the Infinity Gauntlet and he stopped Thanos and saved everyone uh, in the Infinity Gauntlet comic book. Um,. With Will Poulter being cast as uh, Adam Warlock, we should, di- we should get into a little bit of uh, Will Poulter, for those of you who aren't familiar with him. Will Poulter, uh, he has been in quite a number of films, okay? We're going to go through a bit of his film uh, filmography a little bit. You might know him as uh, Kenny from We're the Millers, that kid who's like, you guys are getting paid? He's also in The Maze Runner as Galley. Uh, he was in... Uh, both Maze Runner movies, he was. I believe he was also in uh The Hunger Games. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, no, I don't think he was in The Hunger Games. No, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Three is he's, he's going to be Adam Warlock. Um, he's been in a, quite a few things. Uh, The Maze Runner movies and were the Millers. I think probably his most famous. Uh, he was also in the movie Detroit. Uh, War Machine. He was in the movie uh, Little Stranger. Uh, again, some of these movies I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, I, sorry, not The Hunger Games. He was in the Chronicles of Nar- the Chronicles of Narnia: The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Okay, he was in Chronicles of Narnia. So he played uh, Esther Scrub. Okay, so he was a little kid in this movie. Okay, so he's been around. <clears throat> he's been around for a while. This guy. Now, he's only 28 years old. So Adam Warlock is is a particular particularly an older character. So it looks like they're going to want him to stick around the MCU for a long time, and obviously this is a good idea if they're going to want to build up upon a character like Adam Warlock and keep around the MCU for a long time, you know, you're going to want you're going to want more heroes to stick around, you know, getting these young kids like this guy, Will Poulter, and Tom Holland, and many, and, you know, a few others in the MCU, which you're eventually building upon. So I like this casting as, as, um, as Adam Warlock for Will Poulter. Um, some of you guys might be skeptical with his uh, this casting, but I'm going to go back and wa- I'm going to try and watch some of this stuff because, from what I've heard, he's a very, very good actor. Uh, there's even a series he has with um, apparently uh, with with uh, shit Michael Michael Keaton and uh, not necessarily what sure what it's about but it's apparently it's on Hulu. I would say for those of you who are kind of like whoa whoa what do you this is stupid that kid who got his balls bitten by the spider yes yeah, that kid it's the same kid but I would say trust the process okay I think this could be really because here's the thing Marvel does not do a bad job. With the casting of the MCU, you might find a few things here and there, and a few people here and there. Just like, oh, what about this person or this person, and whoever you mentioned, yeah, okay, you might you might be entitled to your opinion, but you have to look up and down the list of people who they've who they've hired in the past: Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, you know, uh, Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, Anthony Mackie. Uh, Scott Lang, Scott Lang, uh, uh, you know who I mean, uh, Paul Rudd, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Paul Bettany, Chadwick Boseman, Sebastian Stan, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Elizabeth Olsen, Tom Hiddleston, you know, they, they're not wrong with, with their, these castings and you know, Josh Brolin and, and, uh, Michael B. Jordan, just, just to name a few. So Marvel, when it comes to their casting, I think for the most part, they knock it out of the park. So I'm intrigued to see where this goes for Adam Warlock and how how he will spin off because I think eventually they'll want to build him up to be a character to the point where he gets his own movie or maybe his own Disney Plus series. The other thing with Adam Warlock is that he does get into a relationship with Gamora. In the Marvel Comics. Now, we don't know what's going to happen with him. um, Because Gamora is no longer... It's not the Gamora from 2018, the one who was sacrificed by Thanos. This is Gamora from 2014. Uh, This Gamora is still slightly a bad guy. And she is kind of teetering. I would say Gamora is more or less an anti-hero these days. So... Who knows what we could be seeing from Will Poulter, who as Adam Warlock? But I'm excited about the casting. I guess the other things we get into more of the Guardians of the Galaxy is that um, Karen Gillan said that she cried when she read the the script, the screenplay for Guardians Three, and James Gunn uh, confirmed on Twitter that people are going to die. Which, by the way, James Gunn is the one who confirmed that Will Poulter will be playing Guardians, uh, will be playing Adam Warlock. Because he calls out people on whether or not reports or rumors are true or not, so uh, it makes me want. I, I don't. I don't want any of the Guardians to die, but if I'm going to be looking up and down the 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 casting of Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm going to have to take a look here, and we'll pull up the Guardians right now. So. Uh, let, let's start from top to bottom as to who we think is least likely to die from, uh, from most likely to die. Let's start with least likely to die, uh, Star Lord, Chris Pratt. I don't think Star Lord is dying anytime soon. Uh, Chris Pratt, you know, the the Guardians of the Galaxy, the cast members, they all work well together. The the characters work well together as a team, as a band of misfits. But I just don't see, uh. Chris Pratt leaving the MCU anytime soon so I would have to say that the uh, Star-Lord is least likely to die um next uh least likely to die this is where it gets a little trickier um I would say Groot is least likely to die we've already we've already seen Groot, Groot die twice in the MCU uh once with you know older groot uh the original groot from the first movie and the second time was when he got dusted in infinity war so i don't see groot dying anytime soon i think groot is safe um least likely to die i think also would be gamora now gamora she only just got brought back from end game and this is while this is a, a gamora from a different timeline i don't think she necessarily would be dying right away um Next up on... Okay, so that's three so far. Uh, and up next, uh I would say another one that's more or less least likely to die, I would say, is Nebula. Uh, Nebula, you know, she was a bad guy for a while. She eventually turned good, and she's with the Guardians now. Uh, I also think... Ne- I mean, I'm a big fan of Nebula, too. I love Karen Gillen as the character, and it would suck to see Nebula die, Um so maybe, I don't know, may, maybe I would say she's l- more on the scale of least likely, but a little higher than the other three I just mentioned. Uh, next we'll go to more of more likely, uh, possibly Rocket, maybe Rocket Raccoon. I don't think he'll absolutely die, but, but I feel like he has more of a chance than the other characters. Uh, and then the other two Guardians who I think will most likely die is either Mantis or uh, and Drax. I think Mantis and Drax have the most uh, probability of dying in the in Guardians of the Galaxy volume 3. Um, Mantis because I think she's the least popular of the Guardians. Um, not to say that I'm not a big fan of Mantis or that I hate Mantis. Uh, she uh, I think she her character was great in the second movie. Uh I just not sure if I see her sticking around for a long, long time, you know. Uh what's her name? The actress, I can't remember her name. Uh b- b- let me pull up her name here. Uh Cooper, Karen Gill uh Pom Kilnetif. I I cannot pronounce her name at all. <laughs> um you know, she's in Guardians two, Infinity War, Endgame. She will be in uh She will be in Thor Love and Thunder. She will be in the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. And then Guardians of the Galaxy 3 would be her sixth movie if it's a standard Marvel contract. So possibly it could be Mantis. And let's move on to Drax the Destroyer, who I think is most likely to die. I think Drax is most likely to die because, like I said, Dave Bautista, he's been very open to the fact that his contract will be up with Marvel uh at the you know once guardians of the galaxy three is up so I would say day Batista is uh most likely but according to Giant Freaking Robot uh De Batista done as Drax but Marvel offering him millions to stay uh, it's no secret, and this is from the article. It's no secret that Dave Batista is done playing Dragons Destroyer for Marvel. The actor has said that a large part of his reasoning is that he is just too old to keep playing shirtless scenes for Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He also has been very open about his frustrations with his character. The first Guardians movie introductions Drax's backstory and needs for revenge against Thanos. Since then, he's become a quirky side of the character without any payoff of his revenge plot. The actor has said that he told Marvel he wanted a solo movie for Drax, but nothing ever came of it. Ultimately, this has to lead to dissatisf- dissatisfaction with Marvel for Dave Bautista, who seems to be very ready to move on after the release of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but in all these public statements from the actor, the studio has kept been kept quiet. So what does Marvel think about the future of Drax the Destroyer? After some work on our behalf, from one of our trusted and proven inside sources, we've learned that Marvel isn't ready to let Drax go. While Dave Batista wants out, the studio wants the actor to stay so much that the that they are actively trying to convince him to re-sign to play Drax in the in the future. And in fact, they are offering him millions of dollars to try and get him to say and do so. While our sources while our source confirmed that Marvel is offering up millions more dollars for to try and convince Dave Batista, we are able to confirm how many millions. We only learned that they are willing to pay a lot more in order to keep him on board. We also are curious as to which movies they want Drax Destroyer in for. Do they want to sc- screw Dave Batista so that they could make a Guardians of the Galaxy four, or does Marvel want the actor to appear in other future projects, even if the fourth installment of Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy isn't meant to be? It would make sense that they went that they want Chris Pratt as Star Lord and therefore actors like Dave Bautista to show up in the future for Marvel movies. Of course, realistically, the idea... Of recasting drax the destroyer has been brought up in public dialogue jim sterlin is the marvel comic writer who first created drax the destroyer he said that he understands why dave batista isn't interested in playing the shirtless character anymore he also shared in batista's frustrations while the character had been developed and seemingly forgotten on screen he has suggested that in the future the marvel cinematic universe it wouldn't be a big deal to recast the character if marvel wanted to continue on However, it sounds like the studio will be willing to pay a lot more. They aren't interested in doing that, which makes sense for Drax fans. Drax is a fan-favorite character. And even with all the makeup on, audiences will be distracted by recasting. They Will be, will they be as willing to accept someone new in the role? Offering David Batista more money is a good way to marvel to avoid that finding out. Um, the, the article can, continues on. But I will say this. Now, can we believe that, that they are offering him millions? I mean, that's a... Pre- pretty good assumption also how well you can believe this source or not we don't know but I can't see anybody else playing Drax the Destroyer I can't see anybody else being being Drax because look first and foremost I I am also as for those of you who may already know I'm a huge wrestling fan I loved Batista as a kid I thought he was uh, he was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up as a kid it's no joke um, and I went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 because of Dave Bautista. I knew it was a Marvel movie, and I was excited to see it, but I was not ready for how much I was going to love that movie walking out of that movie theater. So for him to not be Drax anymore would be a shame. Eventually, these actors are going to want to stop being these characters, but I'm personally not ready for Dave Bautista to be done playing Drax the Destroyer. Now the article does have some good points, and Batista with his frustrations, uh, he has Drax kind of has become a bit of a goofy side character. While I enjoyed that in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, um, it did kind of linger on a little bit, even in Infinity War. But the other thing is, is that Dave Batista just is just so great as Drax the Destroyer like one of my favorite scenes in all of the entirety of the MCU is when the Guardians are fighting Iron Man uh, Spider-Man and uh, Doctor Strange you know Drax steals that scene for me you know die blanket of death (laughs) when like alright everybody chill the F out I'm going to ask you one time where's Gamora I'll ask you this oh yeah I'll ask you this one time who's Gamora I'll do you one better why is Gamora it, cra- it cracks me up every time I see it. And I. he's just so good at it. He, he has great comedic timing, but I understand as to why the frustration would come in, considering, you know, like the article said, he had a whole plot where, like, he wanted revenge from Ronan for killing his wife and daughter, but then he's like, you know, Ronan's only a puppet. It's Thanos who I need to kill. So it's like... If anything, Drax should have really gone after Thanos more. I, I mean, who the fuck knows? But are you guys ready for Drax to be recast or even die in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, or do you want Dave Bautista to resign as uh, as Drax's destroyer? I will leave that up on our Twitter on our uh, Twitter, at Fanspeculation. I'll be putting up a poll, and you guys tell us, do you want to see Drax, what do you want to see happen with Dave Batista and the character of Drax the Destroyer? Moving on to the rest of the news that we have, this is pretty much a news-centric episode here, guys. It's just chock full of crazy shit that's going on right now. Some of that crazy shit being Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, first and foremost, we have to say that, According to Daniel RPJ, if I'm getting the name correctly, he's saying that the official trailer, we got the teaser trailer back in August, just remember, the official Spider-Man No Way Home trailer could be releasing anywhere from the end of this month being October or the beginning of November. There's also been leaks of a certain trailer in Regal Theaters, I think called... N W H. If I'm not, if I'm, mean correct. uh, If I'm saying that correctly, from the leak I watched, um, that it's in the database. It's about three minutes and thirteen seconds, thirteen seconds long, and it's rated PG, meaning it could be PG or PG thirteen. They kind of just give a general thing for PG and PG thirteen things, I guess, in the theaters for Regal. Um, But uh, it's, you know. It's possible that we could be getting this soon. The Spider-Man, the official Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, which I mean, we're—I'm we're, we're, <laughs> just excited for it. But well, we got more to talk about here. So let's talk about this supposed leak here. Now, I can't remember the source here, but if you want to go check out the YouTube channel Cosmic Wonder, he goes into full, full details. So we're going to talk a little bit, bits and pieces here. First and foremost, uh, this leak says that Venom is not in the Spider-Man No Way Home movie. Um, We will have to wait and see about that, because as we know, for those of you who saw Venom, let there be carnage, or are familiar with what happened in the movie, Venom is now in the MCU, and Venom saw Spider-Man on the TV, goes... The sky and licks the TV, which is gross, but also a very venom thing to do, as we have said many times here. Also how we were saying, myself and Benny, that 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 thing, that big giant monster beast thing from like a portal is trying to attack Peter. Uh, we didn't necessarily see a tail, but looking back on it, there is a tail behind him, so it's not Venom, it is the lizard. I mean, would we love to see Venom as the sixth member of the Sinister Six? Yeah, that would be really cool. But you could make it an after credits scene, and maybe because wherever Eddie Brock is, it's probably going to take a while for him to get over to Manhattan to try and get Peter Parker to, to go after Spider Man. So possibly Spider Man No Way Home could set up the Venom 3 movie where it's Venom versus Spider Man, or the movie could just be called Spider Man versus Venom or Venom versus Spider Man, which I wouldn't mind at all. So, this leak does go on to say that the press is uh, starting to see more than one Spider Man. Um, and it's alarming to Peter Parker because he's thinking wait, is Mysterio alive? Because he could be messing with Spider Man and he could be, you know, trying to put out illusions to make people think that Spider Man's doing more crime and causing more chaos. But as we know, Mysterio. Supposedly died. I hope Mysterio. I hope Mysterio is not dead because I would love to see him return in the MCU. Um, but yeah, that that is the, what some reports are saying on them in the movie that they're seeing more than one Spider-Man. But let's get into the really really good thing about this leak. Apparently, when the three Spider-Man will apparently meet each other, they're going to fight each other. Now this is huge. This is huge. First and foremost, this is what they have to do with it. They have to do the Spider-Man meme point. They have to work that in somehow. Somehow or another, they have to work that in. And the three Spider-Men fight each other. Now, I don't know if they're going to hurt each other or whatever. But maybe, because I don't see Peter Parker necessarily fighting. they conf- uh, the Peter Parkers, I should say, as a character, uh, would really going to really, really hurt anybody, especially. But, but it. It, it, it just, it, oh my god, could you imagine, could you imagine them all fighting each other? The three Spider-Man that we've seen over the years fighting one another? Leak describes it as an epic battle on their first encounter. Also that they, that none of them know what's going on and they're all suspicious of each other. Which makes sense. They don't know what the fuck's going on. And the leak goes on to say that the term variant isn't necessarily used in the movie. Not really sure as to why, but also that apparently Tobey Maguire Spider-Man saves uh, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland Spider-Man, making a triumphant entrance, and the Sam Ra- the the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man theme song, the Sam Raimi theme song plays. Which, oh my God, if that plays, oh, I don't know how I would react. I really, really do not know how I would react because I'm just going to gush about Spider-Man as I always do. As a kid, I loved Spider-Man. I still do to this day. He is my favorite superhero. And those Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, those first two in particular, are very special to me as a kid. The the first superhero movie I ever saw was Spider-Man 1 when it first came out uh, with Tobey Maguire. Uh, one of the best spider-man movies ever and spider-man 2 i still think to this day is the best spider-man movie and maybe the best well best spider-man movie and one of the best superhero movies in general uh, this movie will probably be be the best spider-man movie of all time um it's uh that would just be a really really cool feature to have the the theme song in there you know it, it's it's just so iconic and those of you who have seen the movie you know what i'm talking about So, the leak does go on to say that, um, you know, it's a team up movie. It it is a, you know, it's not just Tom Holland's Spider Man movie, which some people may be upset about, but I'm not in particular. Um, But at some point, they are going to need to have Spider Man be Spider Man. This MCU Spider Man kind of just, you know, be on his own because he should be. Um, But, you know, that they team up, they snoop on the villains, and they all crack jokes with each other. And it's just a fun time for everybody. Um, apparently, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is able to visit the other universes of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. They appear to be uh, a slightly older than what they were. The, the The costumes are still the same. The uniforms is still the same for Spider-Man, both Andrew and Toby's respectively. Andrew is a... Oh, sorry. Tom's Tom Spider-Man is able to go to, different, to their universes using the magical Spider-Man suits. But the big thing here is... The big thing here is... They all talk about Uncle Ben. Like they, oh like the whole catalyst of to why Peter Parker became Spider-Man in the first place. With great power comes great responsibility as that is beaten into our heads for years and years and years. Just we, we don't know who the Uncle Ben is of this universe, of the MCU. Up until Marvel's What If with the zombie episode, Uncle Ben's never been mentioned before by Spider-Man. Uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man has not mentioned Uncle Ben not once in this entire franchise, in these movies that he's been in. We've seen Uncle Ben with, with uh, you know, in the amazing Spider-Man uh, uh, movies with Andrew Garfield, with Martin Sheen, which I thought Martin Sheen was a great Uncle Ben. We also have, uh, you know, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Uncle, Toby uh, Tobey Maguire's, uh, Uncle Ben, uh, if I can remember the actor's name, I'm gonna look him up real quick, Uncle Ben, Toby, Toby Maguire, Uncle Ben, uh, that is played by, it would be, I'm not getting shit here, fuck it, who cares what his name is, uh, <laughs> Uncle Ben, uh, he was, uh, sorry, I just found him right now, Cliff Robertson. So he, uh, they all talk about Uncle Ben and the just, just maybe hopefully the importance of just why he was so important to them. And I would still love it if Tobey Maguire played Uncle Ben, if he was the one who played Uncle Ben in this, in this, uh, this whole universe. You know, maybe, maybe just we get a flashback with Tom Holland Spider-Man with Uncle Ben and it's Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Who knows? I mean, I still think that could be possible. And I still think I think that would be really really cool. So, uh, a few more things about the leaks. Apparently, it says that Tobey Maguire Spider-Man isn't as bearded and bearded and as old as we'd expect, but some time, quite some time has passed to show that he, you know, he is an older Spider-Man. Um, overall, uh, I, I think that, you know, the whole uncle Ben thing, they can all truly bond over that losing uncle Ben. Um, you know, Toby and Toms can, can, can bond about MJ. Um, Andrew Garfield can't really do that because of, uh, of, uh. Of Gwen Stacy, he did, he had Gwen Stacy. Uh, I mean, maybe we could see something with Shailen Woodley. Shailen Woodley, for those of you who may not know, she was supposed to play Mary Jane MJ in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, but her scenes got deleted. So, and uh, Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker, was supposed to get with her, and maybe he did, maybe he didn't in the events of the of of those movies. Who knows? Um, but overall, man, this is just this is really really cool. Uh, I, I just, it just makes me more and more excited for the new Spider-Man movie. Um, there was a, a rumor going around about the details of the, uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home official trailer. One of them apparently saying that the Rhino is going to be the sixth member of the Sinister Six. Uh, that would be really bad if they got Paul Giamatti's Rhino uh, from the Amazing Spider-Man 2. That was a bad villain. Just please don't get him. Um, I would prefer someone like Venom, but may not be Venom, or even uh, just Vulture or just Scorpion, someone from our MCU universe, you know? Um, that apparently the final scene of the trailer is saying that it's going to be all three Spider-Man uh, fighting with each other against the Sinister Six. Personally, I don't like that because what I would want to see from the uh, from this whole this whole thing, if because as much as I would love for them to keep it a secret for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Gar not to say anything until the movie comes out, we all know this is the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Sony knows that, Marvel knows that, we all know that. But I feel like they're gonna want to capitalize on the fact that all three people, actors who have played Spider Man in the past twenty plus years are going to be in this movie. So, what I think should be done is just a tease, okay? Here's what I think should be done. Tom Holland's running away, and and he's trying to, you know, he's trying to find out, figure out what the fuck is going on, and he's somewhere, and then he's approached by two people, and he, uh, you know, Spider-Man, he's on a roof or something, he takes off his mask, he turns around, his eyes are shocked, and the camera starts to pan up and then we see both Tom Holland, sorry Tom- Toby Maguire and Andrew Garf- Andrew Garfield's fuck Spider-Man suit but don't show their face just show it up to the spider once you see the spider on the t- in the middle of their chest cut it cut the trailer because we don't need to see their face We just need to get some kind of confirmation that they are in. And then we see the reveal. The actual reveal of their faces in the actual movie. You can still do the promotion. You can still do all that. Just leave that little tease. I just don't want them to give too much away. Because they've they've given away a lot in the first trailer alone. So I don't want them to give away too much for this official trailer. Uh, But overall... Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be such a fun movie, guys. It is going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be the probably the most successful movie that Marvel's ever done. Maybe the greatest movie they've ever done. Maybe the greatest superhero movie of all time. I, it's a bold prediction. I know it's a very bold prediction. But I think Spider-Man No Way Home could be the greatest superhero movie ever. We all know how popular Spider Man is. We all know we all know how how much he draws. You know, I I think this could be quite possibly the the greatest superhero movie of all time. Last couple of bits of uh, the podcast before we head out. Uh, one thing I will say is that um, there are going to be two Eternals post credit scenes confirmed by the director, and that um, it could be the second longest movie in MCU history, apparently clocking in at 2 hours and 36 to 37 minutes, possibly longer, you know? It's very interesting to see that a Marvel movie with these characters that we may not be familiar with so much that they're boldly doing that. But also you have to remember with this movie that they are traveling from the beginning of time all the way to the present. So there could be a lot of time jumping There could, or it could be chronologically in order. Who knows? Um, I, I think the Eternals movie is definitely going to be, I think, similar to Shang-Chi in Legend of the Ten Rings where people might be sleeping on this and then they're going to be pleasantly surprised. I wasn't necessarily sleeping on Shang-Chi, by the way, either. I was going to see it. But I was not expecting it to be as good as I thought it would be. I, I still say to this day, it's, it's in my top ten of favorite Marvel movies ever. The movie was just fantastic. And the Eternals could do the very same thing. Um, now, let's take a gander as to what these post-credit scenes could be for the Eternals. Um, two things in particular. Uh, the beacon that the, that the Ten Rings are calling to could be Galactus. We could see a thing with Galactus in the Eternals. Uh, you know, Galactus does, it's a beacon of energy and Galactus does harness energy, that's why he eats planets so it could be that Galactus is coming to Earth, or he's on his way to Earth, you, you know uh, the other, you know, the Celestials reading into this a little bit, now I will say I don't know too much about the Celestials and the Eternals and all that so don't butcher me, but with what they did I was reading up on listening a little bit about the Eternals they made the uh the Eternals, the humans, and the... I can't remember the, the bad guys' names of the, what the Eternals make. But they the Eternals, uh, the Celestials rather, they gave humans the X-Gene. That So, you know, they have these really ugly creatures, which I'm blanking on the name on. Then you have the Eternals, who are these perfectly godlike creatures. And then you have humans, but they have the mutant X-Gene. Uh, which you know, eventually they they could be carriers or become mutants themselves. The emergence is something that is is something that's happening in the Eternals movie. What could the emergence be? Uh, Selma Hayek's character, uh, sorry, not Selma Hayek, Penelope Cruz's character. Uh, she uh, says that you know five you know five years ago with the the snap and you know it caused the emergence to. Happen sooner with the destruction of the Infinity Stones. Um, it there's a lot. There is a lot going on in this movie. Um, so possibly could we see the introduction of Galactus and the X-Men, the mutants in particular, in uh the Eternals? Uh, I think it's possible we could see one, but I don't know if we'll see both. I mean, we have two after-credit scenes, so who the hell knows? But uh, but I will say it's very interesting to see. This podcast is gonna be a little bit shorter than normal, but uh, I will end on a fun little story. I'll talk about my time over at New York Comic Con on Friday. So um, earlier uh, last week, uh, a friend of mine from my from my from my day job, uh, he asked me if I wanted to go to Comic Con. You know, uh, one of the people in his office uh, couldn't go, and uh, they asked if I wanted the ticket. I'm like, oh sure. How much is it? And they just gave it to me. They just. Gave me the ticket. I'm like, whoa, what? So, uh, Comic Con is. First of all, I'll say they weren't fucking around here. They really you had to make create a profile and and the person who gave me the ticket had transferred the name and information over. But long story short, it happened. And this is one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Uh, for those of you who have gone to New York Comic Con or Comic Con in general, you know what I'm talking about. But Man, I've never experienced anything like this. I was just so overjoyed, over the moon. You know, I, I go into the, the, the showroom or the you know where the where the booths are and I see this giant statue of Vegeta, you know, when he's that that that, uh, you know, beast looking thing. But forgive me, I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z since I was a kid. But you see a Dragon Ball thing, you know, I see things uh, dedicated to Digimon and Pokemon. And you know, there's, there's wrestling and star Wars and Marvel. And, uh, I was just so overjoyed. You know, I, I picked up this little, uh, this, uh, comic where Venom attacks Peter's uh, Peter Parker's parents. Uh, I got my girlfriend, a star Lord T'Challa Funko pop, uh, from the FYE booth. Uh, it's the exclusive one where he doesn't have the helmet on. He just has, uh, it's his helmet off with uh, one of the guns. Uh, Myself, I picked up a uh, Kill, uh, King Killmonger Funko Pop and Boba Fett from Target because I will tell you this: they were really trying to make some fucking money from this thing. Uh, the Killmonger Funko Pop is from a Target exclusive. I saw one booth where they had a lot of really cool ones with the Captain America Falcon, the Sam Wilson Captain America uh, GameStop exclusive Funko Pop, and some Ahsoka Tano a lot of really cool Mandalorian stuff and Star everything. But they were trying to sell this Boba Fett uh, Funko Pop. From this Comic Con for fifteen dollars, people don't spend fifteen dollars for a Boba Fett Funko Pop. Go buy it off of Amazon, or Target, or Barnes and Noble. They sell it cheap. So I did. That's what I did. I bought it from Barnes and uh, from from Target. So. Um but there was a lot of cool stuff there, you know, uh, d- just just so much stuff, and and I'll get into the wrestling stuff a little bit right now, because I, I am a wrestling fan, and this was a lot of the stuff that happened for me. So, I met good old JR Jim Ross, those you might know from his commentary days back in WWE, WF, you know, he 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 said things like, you know, as God is my witness, he's broken in half, you know, throwing mankind over the... Over the, uh, over the Hell in a Cell, uh, Undertaker that is, throwing mankind over the Hell in a Cell, uh, you know, says, Stone Cold. So, like, he, he, if you were a wrestling fan back in the day, you know who Jim Ross is, or at least you recognize his voice. I met him, I met Tony Schiavone, who is also a WCW play-by-play guy. Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone are on the AEW commentary team now. Tony Schiavone was the nicest guy at Comic-Con. I, I spoke to him for about 5-10 minutes, and... He's just—he's just an absolute delight to talk to, you know. Even after I took the picture, we just talked for a few minutes. He's an absolutely uh, wonderful human being. Also met uh, Matt Cardona, formerly Zack Ryder in WWE. Uh, just got a quick picture and autograph with him. Nice, super cool dude. Um, Rob Van Dam was there as well. He's got a smoking hot wife. <laughs> um, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts was there. Jerry Lawler was there. I didn't meet them. Uh, but the funniest thing, and I will end with this, and uh, you guys should go on my Instagram at 1293 to find this, that post and about what I'm about to tell you. But going back to Tony Schiavone real quickly, um, there is a wrestler named MJF, and he... Uh, he is just a dickhead. He's a bad guy and he's not afraid of people hating him. He was at the signing too. He he was at Comic-Con too and he was just being a dick to everybody. He was being an asshole to everybody and people, you know, go up and meet him for this shit. It's fucking hilarious. So where MJF was for his booth, Tony Schiavone was over by the AEW booth, and uh, there was uh, there was he tried to fuck with him a little bit. Even on commentary, you know, he'll say things like, oh, "I hope so and so beats the shit out of this little bastard." They're supposed to be unbiased, but it's just a, a running joke. So Tony Schiavone goes over to his booth. I'm seeing this. I'm just looking around, and I see this. He goes over, grabs one of MJF's eight by tens, and he writes, "Fuck you, cocksucker." Signed Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Signed Tony Schiavone. <laughs> It was the funniest thing and coolest thing that happened uh, that I witnessed at at Comic-Con on Friday. Uh, But overall, a fun, fun time. Maybe Vinny and I could go to Comic-Con together next year. and Maybe we could uh, have some fun with the podcast there. Who the hell knows where it's going to be at that point. Uh, For those of you who are not wrestling fans, I'm sorry if you got into that real quickly. Uh, Just wanted to tell that. Oh, and the last thing was... The cosplay is just fucking amazing. I saw a really great Winter soldier cosplay. These two guys who are Mando and Boba Fett. The Boba Fett cosplay was incredible. It was his painted armor, and even the red, uh the red beam that's in his chest was there too. The 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 best one though. Real quickly, this is how I'm in the podcast. Uh, there was a guy in a Mandalorian armor, and these two guys get a picture with him. He's like, Oh, I want to take one without the mask, and then he's trying to take his helmet off. He's like, No, I mean my mask. Unless you're Pedro Pascal, and they took his mask off, his helmet. Sorry, it's not Pedro Pascal. Sorry, I was building up to that. <laughs> but, but I swear to Christ, this, if this guy didn't say anything, I thought he was going to be Pedro Pascal. And he should have fucking won that cosplay contest, whatever the fuck they were doing. He should have won just for looking like Pedro Pascal alone. And also, uh, Mandalorian Season 3 is filming. That, that's filming right now, because uh, I saw a picture of Pedro Pascal on the set in the Mandalorian costume in the in the armor. Anyway, guys, that'll do it for this episode of Fan Speculation. I got it right this time, not my wrestling podcast. Uh, you can follow us here at Fan Speculation underscore Pod on Instagram, Fan Speculation all one word on Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's CJ underscore twelve fourteen, and Twitter CJ underscore. 12 no cj underscore cj underscore 1214 on twitter cj underscore 1293 on instagram it's i've had a long day guys i've had a very very long day uh thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode of fan speculation uh what are you most looking forward to are you looking forward to guardians of the galaxy 3 are you excited about will poulter being uh cast as adam warlock uh what do you think about this spider-man no way home leak let us know message us on our social media platforms give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app whether that be apple uh, Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Podbean, Amazon, w- w- Stitcher, wherever you listen to us. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you. Thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. I have been CJ Palmisano, and we'll see you all next week.